far as advice goes, just be honest with yourself. You know what you don't want and you know what you do want. Welcome to the Pose at Pooms podcast. My name is Sharon and I will be your host today. I'm a fourth year medical student in the 6MD program and the podcast chair for the Pooms MSA executive board. In this series, we'll be interviewing doctors in different specialties at various stages of their training. With the series, we hope that we will be able to help you on your journey of deciding your path for the future. Today, we're very lucky to be joined by Micah C, who is currently in New York doing her residency for neurology. Hello, Micah. How are you doing today? I'm good, Sharon. Hi, and hi to everyone listening. So like Sharon said, I'm a resident right now, uh, PGY1 in New York for neurology. And uh, before that, I was a student in PUMS. Uh, in the four uh, the four MD program, and prior to that, I completed my undergraduate degree in biochemistry. For um, uh, I think in two thousand fourteen, I graduated from Boston College. You were in the class of two thousand twenty one, correct? For yes, yeah, I graduated twenty twenty one from the four MD program. We're really happy to hear from you. Um, so could you maybe tell us about your application process? Like, how did you decide on neurology? Sure. So I always knew I wanted to do neurology. I think before that, when I was extra hopeful, I wanted to do neurosurgery. But um, I, I also worked after my undergraduate degree. I worked for, in clinical research for some neurologists. So I always knew I liked the field and I already had the background as far as connections. Um, so it was an easy choice for me to just continue to continue to pursue neurology. What is like the day like in a neurology? Maybe tell us about like what is your typical day? Sure. And actually, um, I can talk a little bit more about what being a neurology resident means. Mm -hmm. So technically, neurology is an advanced program. Uh, you typically would need to complete either an internal medicine um, program or complete one year of an intern program, usually a medicine uh, preliminary year or a transitional year, which is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So... Right now, as a PGY-1, I'm technically a medicine resident because most of my rotations are internal medicine. I have uh, emergency medicine. I have a surgical clinic. But for the most part, the requirements of a neurology program require you to finish one year of medicine, and that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, okay. And so like maybe what would your schedule be like? Would it be from like eight to five and or you have to take calls and such? Yeah. So that will vary greatly on the program that you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some minimal requirements that any neurology program will require. So for example, at minimum, you should be completing six months of internal medicine and then, um, you know, however many hours of clinic, which is the outpatient setting. So for me, in my program right now, 
I have seven months of internal medicine and then a month of emergency medicine, a month of outpatient clinic, and then about four months of electives. So that will vary what your options are. Um, I will talk mostly about the medicine rotation because that's what I have the most um, hours in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's gonna be what most people are asking about. So when I'm in medicine, which is the general medical floors, you typically will need to get in anywhere between 6 or 6.30. Um, typical shifts for me, uh, if I'm not on call, is 11 to 12 hours. Okay. And then um, I have daily didactics when I'm there. So basically, there's protected time which is just educational. You're not supposed to be working. You're not supposed to be doing anything clinical and you're supposed to be learning like a conference or something like that, a lecture. Uh, so that's a typical work day for me. Um, I do get calls. Mm -hmm. Now this will really vary on your program. My program does not have overnight calls okay. or 24 hour calls. Okay. I have what we call cross coverage. So mm -hmm. Um, when you're on call, which is every five days for me, I will be there maybe like 15 to 16 hours total for the day. Um, and I'll just be covering for the between the day teams and the night teams. So I'll be covering until the night team is able to start their shift. Mm -hmm. um, I do get night shifts. So when I'm in the ICU or when I'm in the ED, the emergency department, I will get night shifts, but for the most part, I don't. Um, I have very minimal nighttime requirements um, and I never have a 24 hour call, which again, will depend on your program. I know other programs do require that of their residents. Uh, for my program, which was a big factor for me, that wasn't a requirement. Uh, okay, so like from what I'm hearing from you, most of the time your days are around 12 hours and when you have longer shifts, it's around 15 to 16 hours. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's definitely the aim. I think when I first started, it was definitely working more than that. Mm -hmm. um, for those that aren't aware, there is a legal requirement in the US that residents are not supposed to work more than 80 hours per week on average um, in four weeks. So I will say that it's very difficult to keep that rule, especially in the beginning. Okay, so maybe we should keep that in mind before we actually are getting started with our residency program and then maybe rest up before after the match in preparation yeah. for this. Um, There's maybe definitely no time. <laughs> sounds like we need to find a way to be efficient about how we rest up. Um, maybe you can tell us about how you chose your residency program. Sure. So, um, my first thing when choosing a residency program was the location. Mm -hmm. So like everyone that's listening, most likely I was in Poland for a long time and I was away from family. So for me, being able to be close to family again was a big factor. My family's from the Northeast in Connecticut. So being in the New York or the Connecticut area was my priority. That was a big factor. The other factor was uh, salary. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, 
very well known that residents don't make a lot of money. I have some student loans I needed to pay off. So uh, salary was definitely another factor. Mm -hmm. uh, the other factor was research. I am not a huge research oriented person. I was not looking for a big academic program. Most academic programs require at least one year of research. I did not want to have that. So that was another factor when looking into a program. Okay. Right now you're at a community program, is that correct? Yeah, so I uh, am in a community hospital. It is still a pretty big hospital. So when you hear community or when you see it, when you're looking at programs, you might think it's a very small rural hospital. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that, you know, a community program doesn't necessarily mean it's a small program. It just means that the requirements are different, especially when it comes to research. Mm -hmm. That's one thing really important to keep in mind if you already know that you're not a big fan of research to look for community programs and not to be biased, especially when they see the community. Okay, because you started your neurology residency and right now you're mostly still training in internal medicine. Is there something that, um, that you wish that you could have known before you started your residency program? Sure, yeah. Um, the big thing that I wish I knew, and I will kind of stress to people, is that to do their research and to ask as many questions. I chose my program, and I don't regret it, but I didn't know how new it was. Mm -hmm. So this is the first year that my uh, residency program is doing a neurology mm -hmm. uh, residency. So, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something to keep in mind, knowing that with any new program, there's a lot of um, errors that will need to be corrected, some growing pains that you need to go through. And that's something that you have to be honest with yourself. You know, there's definitely extra incentives for them to try to get you to go to that program but I would definitely try to be honest with yourself. And are you the type of person that can grow and adapt? And are you the type of person that would like to be able to make, the, make some change into a program? I will say that's a pro for a new program. They're very receptive to um, suggestions and comments from the residents versus a more established program. But you have to be honest with yourself. It's, are you an independent person that can uh, thrive in a in a setting like that yeah so you're kind of like experimenting the program is also experimenting at the same time so I guess you guys are discovering new ways of establishing a neurology program which has its perks I think yeah there's mm -hmm. more um, possibilities for new things to be done and um, are there some things that you like the most about your current specialty yes so like I said, uh, right now, I'm technically a medicine intern, but I am under a transitional year program. So mm -hmm. what I like about my particular situation is I'm technically part of two programs. I'm part of the neurology program and the transitional year program. Um, it's a very close knit group. Um, the neurology program is very small and most neurology programs are. I think max you'll find is eight people in a program, uh, you definitely get to know everyone, even the upper years, so that's always nice. And then as far as the transitional year, 
I actually really like it because you kind of feel like, I don't know if everyone's very aware of this, but when you're a transitional year, you kind of feel like an orphan because you're rotating through other departments or other programs, Mm -hmm. um, rotations. And so you kind of feel like an orphan, but when you see another orphan, it's very nice because, you know, you you bond through that and, you know, you feel very together. So I will say that I really liked having the people that I've met this year and having that kind of um, bonding experience with them already. Yes, it sounds like it's really important to when, especially when doing interviews, uh, feel the vibe of the team and to see if this is something that you would like to work with. So I will say when you're doing interviews, you know, the resident question and answer session, you will usually have that like time with residents, which doesn't count towards your interview, but it's good if you have any questions. I would definitely watch to see how the residents interact with each other. You know, you can definitely tell if they're being genuine about how much they like a program or how much they like each other. I've been part of many resident question and answers now during Mm -hmm. this interview season. And I feel like it's nice to see my co-residents doing the question and answers and we joke around. And I think hopefully that comes out, comes across as very genuine. And like, I really do like the people that I work with. So just definitely watch out for that. Okay. And so when you were doing your electives in the last year at Coombs, did you apply for a neurology electives or did you also apply for internal medicine and such? Yeah, so I did do both. I think I was one of the people that applied to two specialties during my match year. I applied to both internal medicine and neurology, I think half, half, um, because at that point, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. I did, but I was kind of lying to myself. I said I wanted both. I think I definitely skewed more towards neurology, especially towards the end. Mm -hmm. I did do electives for both neurology and internal medicine. I will say that my experience is going to be very different because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I had no inpatient electives, and I hope that's not the case now for the PUM students. Yeah, I think now some students are able to acquire in-person electives, but some people are also doing online electives. So hopefully after the pandemic situation is more under control, people will be able to actually get um, in-person electives. Yeah. So were you really surprised when you started working in the hospital? Yeah, there was definitely some culture shock. Um, you know, I did have in-person electives, but they were mostly in the clinic versus the hospital. And that's definitely something that was flagged during my residency interviews. That was almost the number one question I got, you know, do you have any hospital experience? And I didn't really at the time. So when July came and my first rotation was ICU, it was definitely a shock. Um, I didn't know like some of like some simple things that you wouldn't, think really matters, but they do. I I didn't know some of the shortcuts that they used. I didn't know some of the terms that they used because especially if you're gonna train in the US, they have different names for things that we wouldn't say in Poland or you wouldn't read about in a textbook. So definitely there was huge culture shock, but as far as knowledge goes, as long as you've been studying well during your years in Pooms, 
I would say the knowledge is on par with any other U.S. trained resident. So we shouldn't be too worried about um, being flagged as an IMG, but more worry about if we're actually putting in the effort to study right now as a student here. Yes. So I will say one of the attendings that I worked with said pretty much the same thing. He said that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being an IMG. Mm -hmm. And the first month, really, you might feel like you're at a disadvantage because you don't have the same experiences as a U.S. trainee. But after that first month, you really, once you get used to the system, you really kind of everything equalizes and you kind of realize that, you know, there's really nothing much separating you from a U.S. trainee once you get used to the system. Mm -hmm. Are there any like advice you would um, give students who want to pursue perhaps like a specialty uh, such as you in neurology or because since you have the experience of applying to internal medicine as well, any advice or students uh, wishing to apply to these two fields? So I would say that the biggest disadvantage we have is that we don't have the same resources or electives that a U.S. graduate would have. But, you know, once you get to the point where you're interviewing places and you can tell that they're interested in you, there's something called uh, an audition mm -hmm. that you can do. And hopefully you're lucky enough that you're stateside when you're doing these interviews because an audition is when you come in and you work as an intern for a day. Oh, okay. So that's definitely something that you can ask for. I didn't know that till I was already a resident. So I'm not sure that many Poon students are aware, mm -hmm. but if, you're, if you get an interview somewhere, ask for an audition, especially if that's a program that you're very interested in because as far as I know, barring any new COVID regulations, they do allow uh, the medical students that are being interviewed an audition. Okay, so this is something to keep in mind. Sounds like a good experience to show them what you know and also to see, get a feel of the environment that it actually is so you know what it will be like to work there. Yeah. Are there, mm -hmm. are there some things that you would like to um, recommend students to think about when it comes to students who do not know so much about which specialty they would like to apply to? So if they're not sure what specialty to apply to, I think that depends on where they are in their education. You know, are they in the beginning of the six years or the four years, or are they towards the end? Because if you're towards the end and you're still not sure, maybe you just haven't been applying yourselves to the rotation that we have in POOMS, you know, because even if your experiences is limited, in the Polish hospitals, you should have some idea of what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure and you're towards the end, just apply for different electives. Apply for one IM elective, apply for one surgery elective, one OB-GYN, and you will definitely learn pretty quickly if you didn't know then what you don't like. So that narrows things down. If you're in the beginning, definitely pay attention, go to the clinics, uh, in pooms, you know, you'll, you'll get a feel for what you like and what you don't like. 
So there are lots of opportunities to expose yourself to the medical practice environment and to get a feel of what you like and you don't like. So I think that's really good advice for students who are still feeling a bit unsure of what specialty they would like to apply to. Are there any last um, advice for students or? Yeah, um, well, so as far as advice goes, and I always say this, and I think I stay true to it, just be honest with yourself you know what you don't want and you know what you do want. If you're, if you want to be a surgeon and you feel like an IMG, being an IMG is what's stopping you, that's not the case at all. You, you just have different requirements and you can definitely make it work. But, you know, you just have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with what you want. Do you, is location is a big, is a big factor for you or is being in a prestigious program very important to you? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, you need to be honest and you need to plan accordingly. Sounds like having a checklist or having a list of the things that you're looking for, um, like prioritizing them is really important. Yeah, uh, definitely. And it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that you can just start thinking about the year that you graduate or, you know, a few months before all the different deadlines are supposed to be done. You have to be completely honest with yourself from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, otherwise, you might end up having to kind of delay your goals and delay your plans because you weren't being honest. So I don't know if that sounds a little cold, but definitely plan ahead. That's like a good wake up call. So like plan ahead and then talk to yourself and see what is it that you like and you don't like. If you're not sure, go into the hospital, look for mentors or talk to uh, graduates and then get a better idea of what it's actually like to be practicing in that field. Um, what is next for you? So what's next for me is I guess just continuing my residency. I haven't had too much uh, planning involved, but next year I start my first real uh, neurology year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm taking step three in a few months. So I've just started studying for it. Uh, it's gonna be tough. It's I, If no one's aware, it's a two-part test. So uh, it takes... Uh, it a takes marathon. some endurance <laughs> so definitely studying for that right now and um yeah I think for the most part just focusing on residency I know that everyone starts saying oh you should think about fellowships you should still think about researching but I think it's important to know when to celebrate success and right now being able to start residency is a success so just trying to live in the moment for now I guess I think that's a very good message to um, take away also to also like celebrate every little thing every little step you make it's it's worth um, congratulating yourself and best of luck to you with your step three prep we can't wait to hear more from you in the future yeah thanks so much Sharon and I think if anyone else has any questions you can definitely find me on Facebook for the most part and mm -hmm. I'm you know I might not be able to respond right away but I will respond I get it we're all Poom students and 
we all have the same struggles. Uh, if you guys have any questions, Micah has very kindly offered to answer them if you want to reach out to her on Facebook. But otherwise, thank you so much, Micah, for sharing. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks for having me. episode, we were lucky to have Micah share some of her advice on how to choose a specialty that is right for you and her experience with residency applications and some factors to take into consideration. Hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any other specialties that you would like us to interview, send us an email at poomsamsa at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. And I hope those that are listening um, got something that they need from this interview with you. So yeah, if 